welcome to the Hillington Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust podcast. Yeah, okay. Hello and uh, welcome to the latest in our series of podcasts speaking to uh, the winners from this year's staff awards here at the Hillingdon Hospitals uh, NHS Foundation Trust. Uh, I'm delighted to say I'm joined by uh, Dr. Basam uh, Aweed from the Stroke Unit team. Um, he won, uh, well his team won the uh, award uh, for CARES Award for Attitude, um, one of five awards um, for the five cares values uh, as we talk about so much uh, here at the uh, hospital. Um, just going to um, uh, let the Dr. Passam essentially uh, talk about, introduce himself and uh, just initially talk about uh, his role uh, himself and, and the team and what they do here at Hillingdon. Thank you very much, Jonathan. So, um, yes, my name is Dr. Bassam Amid. I'm a stroke consultant um, at the Hillingdon Stroke Unit. I've um, been here as a consultant since 2016. I also work at Brunel University, um, mainly as an educator, which is where I am at the moment, actually. So I deal with students, I train them, have to deal with patients, as well as dealing with junior doctors and supervising them. Um, in terms of the award, as you said, we're very glad we got this opportunity. Um, to speak about the award, it's definitely the team. It's not me that won the award. I've stressed that it's mostly the team. I had very little to do with it. Um, but I just want to start off by congratulating all the winners and also all everyone that was nominated. And actually, just to say that there are lots of others who are probably not nominated like us um, who have done a lot for this trust. Um, I'd encourage everyone to nominate people that they feel have done a very great piece of work. Sure, and uh, it's uh, you know you, you you've got uh, you know it's uh, the story behind your work. Um, uh, I was reading the the, the nomination. It's uh, it's a time of many changes and for you for kind of in terms of personnel and, and um, uh, a big move to to a new build as well. Can you just talk about the the changes that your team have faced over the past uh, twelve months or so? Yeah, no, thank you for that question. So. It's, it's a bit of a miracle, actually. Um, if you look at, if we go back just over a year to where we were and where we are now, I think it's very difficult to um, try not to underplay how much has happened. So about a year ago, we had a lot of changes within the stroke team. Um, we lost a few consultants, a few senior nurses, um, our administrator changed. Um, so there was a lot of, it was just after the pandemic, there was a lot of burnout within staff. Um, and some of some of our colleagues took career breaks, and this obviously has an impact on the rest of the team who were already burnt out, already demoralised, and it was it was difficult in that we had you know I was at one point I was the only consultant and we were looking for local consultants to come, as you know with bank shifts and locums it's always tricky to get the right person, so we reached a stage um, where we had less stroke patients than uh, medical patients. So every stroke unit is meant to have mostly stroke patients. And I think that was a turning point where one day, I think it was the first time ever, we had only four stroke patients in the stroke unit. And it was really a point where we had to reflect, so the, the remaining members of the team had to just reflect and think, what do we do now? And without going through every single change and everything that happened, I think the one thing, if I had to point it out, what changed it really is the attitude. So I think the nominator is quite right in this mentioning attitude. And to summarise that um, is the NHS is a very difficult place to work in, let alone Hillington Hospital at present. And when things are difficult, uh, there's really two ways of looking at them. 
Um, so, for example, if he walked into a hospital, if he walked into the ward and there was more doctors that day, he could, you know, one of the things that's easy to say is like, oh God, here we go again, no staffing, no one's around. And then one person can start that sort of way of thinking. Someone else will say, you know, there's, there's this phrase that sometimes is used that I noticed that that period is that this is healing, then what do you expect? So we, but then we, we, we stopped and said, actually, what can we do? And one of the things is actually to, to have a different attitude to those situations and actually focus on what we can control. Because we can't control what happens in the whole trust. We can't control the whole NHS. We can't change any of that. But what we can change is what we do as a team. So at that time, I remember walking down the corridor and actually there was a lot um, there was a stress about the trust values. And I randomly stopped five people in the corridor just to see if everyone else was like me, wasn't quite clear and couldn't actually recite all the trust values and most of them told me that the only thing I could recall is that look we're struggling with money we need more money so what I decided to do is actually think of a, a vision or a very simple vision that's tailored to the stroke units and what what that what we came up with is you know we worked together as a team to provide the best quality of patient care something simple like that everyone can understand and literally everyone bought into that, which is best, you know, which is exactly what you want. You want buying from everyone. And that that I would say was probably one of the turning points where I switched everyone's attitude. So it was more about rather than me asking people what we think we can do, it was actually people, people volunteering um, to say, you know, simple things. I mean, as I said, the list of a lot of things was in the board round, who writes on the board round? The therapist, one of those volunteers starting doing it. Um, a family member had a complaint one of the team volunteers to arrange a meeting. Um, someone suggests um, new, uh, preemptive family meetings that are waiting for complaints. And it just, it's just, um, I think if you, if you look at this week, particularly uh, it's a CARES week, uh, Richard House has got a really good session um, on this. And what he calls it is actually thinking above the line and thinking below the line. And I think that's exactly, if I have to put it to one thing, that's exactly what we did. It's just when something goes wrong or something's difficult, thinking about the life, so thinking in a different attitude uh, where I actually think, OK, despite what's happening at the moment, what can we do? And that really transformed what we were able to do. Because in addition to everything I just said, um, we also had a ward move, as I said, which which brought a lot of challenges, increased our falls because there's so many side rooms. So with the same number of staff, it's more difficult to observe the, the patients. Um, and also, um, in terms of just the, the way of working, because being in a different location and having different members joining the team does make it difficult. So then my therapist and my nurses all volunteered to do a quality improvement project to actually improve the falls. And that's where, you know, quite grateful to Maddie and Debbie for in that area, our, our physios. And we had Lal, the new world manager, who really worked hard to help with the team. And the nurses, I have to say, were fantastic because with the falls, they need to have they needed to work with a new traffic light system with our fall sensors and so on physical bleeps with them actually just to you know just a bit of going off when patients were near falling so really then you needed the right people and what, what i didn't realize is that there were people already in the team that were really good members and just just didn't have that chance to shine and at this moment you know at this really desperate hour a lot of people that were already part of the team managed to go way and above and I had someone in every single sort of specialty. So in OT, we had Helen Gratrick uh, and Helen Johnson, very supportive. We started having regular team meetings, which is where we brought up these issues. And it slowly sort of things started to improve. And we had this understanding that, you know, every time we take two steps forward, it feels like to take five steps back. But we thought, actually, that doesn't matter because overall, as long as we're going in a positive direction, 
things did improve and were improving. And don't get me wrong, there's still a lot we need to do. There's still a lot of data new problems. But when it comes to something simple like a doctor's strike, without me saying anything, the nurses will come on the ward down with the consultants and start helping them document, helping go around. And that's really what it is. Before, it, well, there's this culture of um, saying, oh, this is a nurse's job, or this is a doctor's job, job or actually this is the, this person's fault. Now it's actually, actually, are we, are we working as a team? What we're doing at the moment is this teamwork. That's sort of a litmus test for us. That and also thinking, okay, if I was this patient, what would I want done for me? And that helped us through every situation. But like I said, we just need to keep up the momentum. There's a lot to do. But if I have to say one thing, really, attitude really does sum it up. We had a change in attitude that helps us without spending extra money, without getting extra resources to transform what we were doing. And the executives, the management, the division saw that and provided us support. So for another example, for the first time this year, and as far as I can remember, we had a dedicated psychologist um, on our unit. And that was the help of Wendy Martin, who's, you know, who was responsible for that area. But yeah, that's in a nutshell. That's that's really how it changed. Excellent. And um, I mean, in in the nomination, it, it, it's it's mentioned you and uh, how you've done an amazing job, sort of listening, teaching, and, and supporting the team. Um, I guess, like uh, as you alluded to, if if you've got a, a sort of total buy-in from your team team, that kind of makes your job uh, in terms of managing that team um, a, a lot easier, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think. There's a lot, when we look at our organizations, there's a lot of focus on management. It's really hard for someone to genuinely lead and be a leader um, because, because of um, the shortage in all the areas I've talked about. So we end up picking up so many administration tasks. But that, without you know saying anything negative about that, actually that's that's the reason we survive, that actually we have so much goodwill within the trust. There's people who will just, if there's things that need to be done, they will do them. Um, but my my main focus is actually leadership is so important because and it's very different to management. And if, if we just focus on constantly trying to do the same thing in different ways, then people get exhausted. We actually need new ways of doing the same thing uh, or potentially saying, actually, do we need to do things that way? Or do we need to do that thing in itself in the first place? Um, so that's that's really where real change comes and where, where we where we try to focus. And that's why actually our meetings are not called governance meetings, they're called team meetings, because it sends the right message. And from a leadership point of view, there's, there's a lot of initiatives that come from outside LinkedIn. For example, it's a safer initiative, which is about board rounds and seeing sick patients first and patients are for discharges. We, we were one of the only teams that pushed back and said, we want this tailored to us. And we've done this before with the red to green, we've done this with a lot of you know, other areas. And this is why I feel gets the buy-in from everyone. And this this is of course thanks to our improvement team at Hillington, who all worked with us closely and made sure you know the things that we tried to initiate and do were tailored to the team. That's really important because the people on the ground are doing the work. They know how to do that work the best. So you need to you know engage with them to make these changes rather than the other way around where you implement changes and say you have to do this. And again, I keep talking about the attitude. There was this attitude of you know people say, well, this is not going to work for us, and we get told, but you have to do this. And we're like, this, you don't have to do anything, actually, if you don't think it works best for your patients. So it's about engagement, it's about good communication, and it's about the right attitude. Because you could do exactly the same thing and have the wrong attitude and say, you know, to anyone outside the stroke, you can say, well, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing this. Or instead, you can say, actually, this is a good idea, work with us, but can we just change this slightly and that slightly? Actually, everyone's happy and there's a mutual agreement, and in the end, it provides better patient outcomes. But really, one of the things we stress is, when your staff are happy, everything else comes.
Certainly. And I mean, just finally, you've, you've talked about the, the last 12 months being a, a miracle, uh, uh, effectively. Where do you see the next 12 months? You, you said obviously that there's still improvements to be made, but uh, um, it sounds like you're in, a, you're in a good, you've got sort of built a strong foundation to um, keep progressing and uh, keep making these improvements over the next, uh, you know, next few months and years. Yeah, it's, it's a good question. So I don't want to mislead to make it sound like we, we suddenly have resources, we suddenly have got everything solved. Actually, the next 12 months is about maintaining this attitude in order to get the right resources, in order to get uh, the right engagement and teamwork to implement things. So we have, for example, that the, the National Stroke Audit, which is SNAP, there's a lot of areas we need to improve, which we've done some, but there's a lot more work to do. And to do that, we need to then move to the next stage, which is actually more work, more engagement um, with the trust as a whole and the, the sector as a whole, because with stroke, it's not actually just about the Hillington Stroke Unit, it's the Hyperacute Stroke Unit, which is local to us, which is Northwick Park. So a lot of the time, if we are, we're, we're on, um, if we're having pressures in A&E, then they can bring their patients. So one of the things, you know, part of the team is actually our CSPs and bed managers had a huge part to play in this last year. So I know I sometimes forget to mention that, but this is actually what um, helped us work through that. So I think the next stage is actually looking at the sector-wide approach, how we can ensure that the right patient is in the right place at the right time. Ensuring, because we're going to another staff to change over phase. So a lot of the staff I've mentioned have actually, are actually leaving, so we're getting new staff. So it's, it's, it's actually very challenging again, but because we have this foundation, I think we're in a good position to drive things forward and to try to get some of the resources we think we need because investing to save is really important. We have to invest to save, we can't just keep saving. That's what we hope we can do. Sure. And just very finally, I mean, how does it feel to, to win the award? Have, have you got it, uh, the, the award, the, the, um, the trophy up, uh, up sitting proudly in the department somewhere now? Yes, um, I think the team, a lot of the nurses, you know, as, uh, when, when they first heard, you know, we're going to mention the same rate, one of the phrases I kept hearing is, that it, is the words, it's about time, or yes, because we've been doing so much and finally someone's recognised us. So yes, I, I got them, each of them, to hold the trophy and take a picture of it really proudly. Um, and we took a sort of a group photo with, with, the, with the whole team. Um, so yes, it's definitely, we need, we need to be happy about it and proud about it. And as I said, this is not about me, it's actually about my team. And I had the right people around me during this really difficult period. So yes, we will, we will make sure that's up and proud, as I said. Excellent. Well, um, that's that's uh, that's fantastic. That's really good to hear. Um, very interesting. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Dr. Weed, for your time. Many congratulations again um, to the Stroke Unit team for, for your award um, over the past 12 months and uh, wish you every success for the uh, next 12 months um, and, and the coming years ahead. Thank you very much, Jonathan. So, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Please do join in the conversation about this episode. Tag us in social media and uh, send us any other comments and let us know your thoughts and we'll see you next time.